Welcome to Conversations with Leaders, Ask the Strategists. I'm Jake Burns, and I'm joined by my colleagues, Ashit Veshojani and Brian Landerman. Today, we continue our conversation about governance. I came into this thinking governance was a no-brainer, but um, and I thought we'd come out of this maybe with a list of three or four things that were one-way decisions, but I think I, I don't even have my first one yet. So obviously, there's a lot here, right? It's not such a black and white situation, and perhaps perhaps it's not even the right question. You know, maybe maybe there's a there's a better question to to ask here than you know what are the one-way door decisions. I think it's a I think it's a good question. The way I think about it is though. Um, one so for one way door decision right you need to you need to plan and consider many more things before you walk through that door right but there is still a limit to that too right so there is there is there's is a there's an aspect to say well is it 80% 90% 99% or 100% right there are no 100% decisions um and so i think what we are talking about is um if, and I do think there are some practical things, especially around governance that we talked about in today's conversation, right? To say, number one, a good tenant would be start afresh, right? In terms of thinking. Don't think about and bring back your mental model from on-premises. Number two, um, rely on, say, AWS well-architected framework, some of the practices that have been tried and tested across many, many different enterprises as your good baseline direction. Right, because that gives you a framework on which you can build. Number three, don't think about every exception and fringe scenario before you even get started. Um, and and I think that's sort of those are the three good ways. And to your point, number four would be keep it simple. Yeah, I think th- those are good. Definitely keep it simple. And number five, automate. No, those are good. I, I think I think to your point, we do need uh, maybe to think more deeply about this. But we kind of ended where we started, which was there's there are knobs, right? And it's like what, where you know, is it eighty, ninety, hundred percent? What what? Where's your threshold that makes it a one way door decision? And I think what we we were just debating on is I think we all have a different threshold or a different way of thinking about what matters most to us that might impact whether or not it was a one-way or two-way door decision. So interesting conversation, guys. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm sticking with it's a half one-way door decision. And uh, I think the new question is, are there any one-way door decisions when you're starting off in your cloud journey, or should you treat them all as two-way door decisions? I think I would, uh, and I didn't have the mental model of the one-way door or a two-way door right at that time. But if I look back at, as a customer, when I was, uh, starting on the journey. Uh, so the way I would apply it is, where did I spend a lot of time? What was the decision that I talked to many people, I tried to get as much information as possible. Um, and before I took that decision, um, I thought about, hey, can I sleep well or will I wake up in middle of night uh, in cold sweat, right, after taking this decision? So that's that's my mental model of how I was thinking about it. And I do think that one decision... Uh, that I I paid a lot of attention to and took very very seriously in all those all of the above was uh, the cloud provider to go with. Yeah, I, that, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, as I look back at the decisions, that was the only one where my goal was to move quickly. My I knew how hard it was going to be. I knew how different it was, 
it was going to be into in the cloud and how building software was going to have to change. That was the one, you know, do I have multiple providers or do I go all in with one? And my position at the time was like, I'm going all in with one for a period of time. You know, 80-20 rule, I believe at least 80% can be solved at least in AWS. And so we're going all in for right now because that will get us there as quickly as possible and, and get us over this learning hurdle. And so that for me was a really big, important decision up front. It was a over, you know, long term, it was a two-way door, right? I could bring on another provider in the future, but in terms of my cloud journey, um, that was a very important decision. You know, it's funny is the way you describe that is exactly how I was describing governance. And I would actually say what cloud provider you choose is kind of part of your governance, right? Like that, like you're restricting yourself to a set of services by restricting yourself to a single cloud provider, right? But you can always change your mind later and add more providers or more SaaS solutions or what have you. But if you start off and say, hey, we're supporting all clouds, it's going to be very hard to restrict that in the future once like you have workloads in production and different in different platforms. Uh, I, I think the one one thing, though, which you, as Brian, you were describing, I, I was looking, thinking back right as to how long did it take us to make that decision, though? Right. So I, I think there is a distinction. If it is an important decision that requires more data, that does not necessarily have to mean that it should also take 12 to 18 months. We did not take 12 to 18 months. So while we paid a lot of attention, right? So we treat that, that as a very, very important decision, but we made the decision fairly quickly, right? So I think that is the other way, right? So when we are, when the customer question is, what are those one-way door decision? I, I would say each one-way door decision does not necessarily by default make it a 12, 18 month analysis decision. You you can be extremely cautious about making that decision and careful and seek a lot of data, but you can still act fast. Yes. Yeah, but but the big decision isn't which cloud provider. I mean, it, it, it is a really important decision. But for me, the reason, because I'm with you, we made that decision quickly because we knew that that was almost uh, significantly less important to all the work that we needed to do. And so for us, it was like, who's going to help us figure all of this really hard stuff out? And that was kind of the decision point of like, who has, who has the best technology? Who do we believe is going to partner with us and help us get all of this hard things accomplished? Because that's where all the work is not in some big RFP process to decide, you know, push, push our vendors around and decide who's going to give us the best pricing. It was not about that at all. And, and so we did make that decision quickly and, and then focused on actually executing. That's really interesting because it's like, it's not only a question of what's a one-way door decision. Uh, it's also how long should I spend analyzing these one-way door decisions? That's another dimension to it that's equally important. Correct. I think that's even more important because the instinctively you would think, oh, one-way door decisions means they should take just longer, right? But it just says you have to seek more data, you have to seek more information, you have to validate, double check. That does not mean it should by default take a certain amount of time. So you can make one-way door decision as well uh, fairly quickly. Well, right. And, I, and we use the data center and fulfillment center examples. Like I have to believe that Amazon has gotten really good at understanding what data is necessary to make those decisions pretty quickly, right? So that's because that's that's the other thing is I think if you can identify those things that are really big decisions, you can also get very good at making those decisions, right? About gathering all the data, you can automate even a lot of that, I imagine, to, to say, okay, well, 
we need we need to service this area. We know how to figure out where where it should be and whether it's worthwhile and how long it'll take to to make it worthwhile. Um, right. So that, that's the other piece of it. If everything's a one off, it's a different story. I think second thing, if I can add to a decision where uh, uh, if I look back as to where I I would have spent most effort and emotional bandwidth, right, was um, once we decided to move, how to structure and organize the teams. Now, again, uh, I'm not getting into one way door or two way door here because one could argue you can change, right? Uh, And you certainly can. But I do think that the direction that you set of your organization structure um, is very, very important. And it's just... To your point about Jake, it, it's something that is harder to change. Um, once you start establishing uh, roles, you start coming up with plan to move people into the new structure. You can change your mind, but you it's very hard to do a one eighty on that, right? You can you can you're then going to make incremental changes. So I do think that that was another decision in terms of not just the structure, but also people that have to be in certain role, right? Who are the right fit? Uh, where did we have skills internally? Where did I have to go out and maybe seed and hire some external talent? Uh, where would I partner? I think those were some of the decisions that um, I do think took uh, considerable uh, effort. Yes, yes. Uh, the, the partnership was a big one for us too, um, looking at, we had a bunch of providers in the mix and looking at, are they the right, you know, we, we just talked about what you did on-prem may, may not be, or is not suitable for, for the cloud. I think the same is potentially true with your, your partners and um, having the right people to help you leave behind the old and embrace the new is hugely important. And that's not, um, that I agree with you, that took some time and, but was a, an important consideration for us. And it was also a two-way door decision, right? We, we, we worked with many different partners to kind of see how it was, what it would feel like. And, and, and so that we could decide if this was a partner that we wanted to really lean in with, um, or not. Yeah. It's like a two-way door decision, but, uh, it's easier to go through one way than it is the other. Like there's resistance to open it the other way, right? It's it's, it's kind of like there's a threat. There's a there's shades of gray here. I guess the way I'm starting to think about this is that the one way door decision. So and I keep going back to like data center fulfillment center just because I think it's a very easy example. The one way door decision is to say that like we need um, a data center in Africa. Like that for me is like. We're going to find a way to solve this problem. Where in Africa and or how is a series of two-way door decisions. And, you know, because I'm, I'm thinking about like this example of the partners, like my one-way door decision was I need the right set of partners. I need AWS fully committed to getting me into the cloud as quickly as possible. And so I'm going to be hugely reliant on them so that they're incentivized to move quickly and do what's best for me, not make money on my dysfunction, you know, and, and lack of speed, right? Like that for me was a one-way door decision, right? That was a, a big deal that I spent a lot of time thinking about that I, I committed to. It didn't mean that I knew which partners I was going to use, right? So uh, maybe I'm splitting hairs here, but I, I wonder if it's more about like your direction that you're really committed to and, and committed to seeing through versus the specific thing or the specific implementation of the thing that matters most. I think if you look at two dimensions uh, here, what we are talking about is because one-way door and two-way door, I think what we're talking about is it's not 
zero or one. It's if you look at it on a two dimensional axis, right? It's uh, it's the level of diligence, information, data you need, and then the time it takes. And you could have a high level of diligence and data you need, but you may you may not need that much time to do that. On the other hand, you may have less data or diligence or information that you need certain decision, but you may take longer time to make it, right? So I think that's, it's like a time plus the level of information. That's how I'm kind of thinking about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And the best kind of one-way door decisions are the ones that create more two-way door decisions for you. And again, not to kind of uh, beat the dead horse, but you know, going back to governance, I feel like if you put a good governance policy in place, like a restrictive one, for example, um, say, for example, that um, it's very there, there are all of these kind of, um, you know, QA checks before something goes into production. And there's very few people who can approve that. Um, then you can say for all of the other environments that are not production, nobody needs to ask for permission to, to develop there or to create things there or to use any service there. So, in fact, by by saying I'm being very restrictive here, I'm saying everything else is a two way door decision. And um, and and in fact, that 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 that's why I think it's a little counterintuitive because you're saying, well, you're being so restrictive, you're going to slow down. No, no, no. We're being restrictive in order to safely use these greater capabilities that are going to speed us up ultimately and allow us to kind of give greater freedom to majority of the organization in the majority of things that they do. So ultimately the, 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 the mission is to be fast, but to be safe at the same time. Yeah, I agree, Jake, but I also think that, um, I think, are we, are we mixing up just the basic process with the restriction, right? Like I, I don't think my point is, the example, you know, I'm I'm sure it's hypothetical, but the example that well, something should go through QA and testing and and validation before it goes to production. I don't think anybody would consider that as a restrictive policy, right? That's okay. You know, that is yeah. And so, so that, that I'm glad you said that because um, th- that may be true, but I know of a lot of customers that don't have that in place and they run into problems. Well, we, I mean, we we used to joke there was there was. Well, at least one individual, but he, he was, he was kind of notorious for like testing live. And, and it used to be a joke that that's, that's how he operated. And it's not a real test unless you test in production. It, look, he was, he was super, <laughs> he was a great engineer and, and, and got it right a lot. But yeah, I, I, I guess we shouldn't assume that that's true. Cause I have seen it not be true. I, I think there is a, I think the QA and testing is such an it's, it's such an interesting topic um, that we can I think we can maybe spend some time talking about it in one of the episodes because what you're saying is absolutely true. But there is also if you're going to put that guard right, and then you say, well, I have three months of manual QA cycle. Well, that's not going to work, right? So with that, you have to also enable and focus on engineering automation to make sure that, you know, you need validation, but that is going to happen in as soon as you check in your code and, you know, we're not going to slow that down. The second thing with QA is you can, yes, there is, there is, there are thresholds, right? You can continue to test and you will continue to find issues. Uh, and so at some point you need to have an acceptance and an exit criteria uh, to go. And that's where it becomes, well, this is two-way door enough now, 
for us to go to production. Right. But, but what you're talking about <laughs> is a problem with your, your QA and testing, right? And the solution to that is to fix your QA and testing process. So that doesn't take three months. The solution is not get rid of the governance and just not do QA and testing and just treat, you know, correct deploying to production as a two-way door decision because it isn't. Yeah. I, I agree. So we're, we're circling around some really interesting things here that I think we could easily dedicate a, an episode to because I go back and forth on what you guys are saying. And for me, it, ke- it keeps coming back to, um, I think a lot of, when I think about governance, when I think about QA processes, they tend to lack what um, Amazon considers to be core to processes and mechanisms, right? Which is an inspection process. Jake, what you're saying is, well, great. So you would be inspecting this thing. You would be identifying that this is not optimal or going well, and you would you would work to fix it. And I completely agree with that. And I think if that were the case, then the majority of what you've said is is fine because you're driving for speed and you're driving for continuous improvement. Um, where I get heartburn is that I, I've seen uh, enough that that's not the reality. And so I imagine there's a really good conversation here about how do we bridge the gap from what is typical to what you're talking about? And, and even, even just, you know, a lot of these, these services and things tend to be centralized. And so how do you do that centrally? Again, driving speed and enabling the rest of the organization versus driving centrally and slowing everybody down. I think that's a, that'll be a great topic right. to right. take on. Um, I have some thoughts uh, because Brian, like you said, there is theory of how it should be, and then there is uh, right, and then there is uh, there is a typical scenario in in majority of the enterprises, including you know I have you know I've I've, I've been through my own uh, where uh, it becomes a bottleneck, right? So all good intention, but it does become a significant bottleneck. Okay, so what's the verdict here? I don't know. Is governance a one way door decision? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the verdict I think the verdict here is that the question is different. The question is is what are the decisions that requires a uh, little more information, thoughts, and planning, and what are the ones that don't? Uh, and governance is certainly one of those. Yeah. But I also think you can break it down into phases, right? So you can approach it not in it's either all or nothing. Yeah, I, I agree. If if we're saying decisions that require deep scrutiny. Yes, governance is one of those things. If we're using the mental model of you can't go back through the door, I don't know. And and I would lean towards I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I think I think um defining what a one-way door is is it would be useful, right? And I think perhaps we were just thinking of it slightly differently. I never thought of it as a one-way door as one you can never go back to. I always look to kind of like the literal definition as it's just one that's going to have consequences, right? That you're going to have to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. So no promises for our listeners, but I definitely want to go grab somebody from Amazon that's kind of in the middle of these sorts of considerations to help check us on like what's, what is a one-way door, two-way door? Like how do we really think about it in the business? Because I think for the three of us, we're not, we're not faced with that on a regular basis. Agreed. I think that'd be fantastic. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and remember to submit your questions on the AWS Executive Insights website or directly to us on LinkedIn, and we'll do our best to answer them in future episodes. See you next time.